Welcome to our regular three-minute therapy podcast. And I'm Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist who does rationally motivated behavior therapist. And I'm joined with Kevin Benbow, another rationally motivated behavior therapist, REBT. And uh, our invisible partner is Chris Rossini, who is our technical assistant behind the scenes without whom we couldn't uh, have these podcasts. So I'm indebted to both Kevin and Chris for joining me. Today, we're going to be discussing are people rational or irrational? And um, we base our discussions, oops, we base our discussions on rational emotive behavior therapy, REBT, which was devised by Albert Ellis in the 1950s, a giant in the area of psychotherapy. And it's based on the idea that our thinking is the, excuse me, our thinking is the basis of our emotions, our ideas, views, opinions, thoughts in our head create our emotions and our behaviors, not situations themselves. So if I'm addicted to alcohol, as an example, I'm not addicted because someone offered me a beer. I'm addicted because what I'm thinking about that. I must satisfy my urge for a drink. I have to have a beer, etc. Um, Kevin, did you want to add anything uh, as a basic uh, fundamentals of REBT? Sure. Uh, actually, the, the question, are people rational or irrational? My answer is they're, they're both. Uh, we as human beings are capable of being both rational and irrational, uh, sometimes simultaneously. Uh, the problem the problem that we have as human beings is we go irrational almost uh, as an instinct. That's where most of us tend to go based on our uh, uh, based on our beliefs about things. Much easier for us to be irrational and disturb ourselves than it is to put in the work and uh, think rationally, which is my personal thought on why we have uh, so much disturbance in the world. I'd like to uh, define rational and irrational so we know what we're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. And a rational, in my view, means you use means to achieve an end or a goal that helps you and aids you in attaining that goal. So we start with goals, for example, to be healthy. And then we have ways to do that. So many people would say exercising, good sleep, healthy diet are a good, a rational means to that end. But whether or not that end is rational or irrational really is not uh, an issue because an end can be anything. My end or my goal or objective could be to stand on my head for an hour. And uh, 
there's no way of proving I'm right or wrong in having that as an, as an end or an objective, but we can uh, prove the means toward that. If sleeping all day is my means toward standing on my head for an hour, then that's probably irrational. It's not going to help me do that. Whereas practicing for five minutes a day and then 10 minutes a day, etc., cetera, uh, would be more uh, rational in terms of helping me achieve my goal of standing on my head for an hour at some point. Does that make sense, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, it does. And then uh, the other thing about rational, uh, rational thinking, rational beliefs is uh, uh, basically we're talking about beliefs that are rooted in reality. Uh, the problem is, and the, I, tend, I tend to take a positivistic philosophy. I believe it's possible for us to know reality or get very, very close to it as human beings. And uh, the big thing in our EBT is when we run across uh, beliefs that are demanding, especially things that we cannot control or have no control over, like the weather, it's irrational for me to demand that the weather be different than it is. It's irrational for me to demand that someone else behave in a way that I think they should. And so that's what creates the, uh, the emotional disturbance. Of course, it's also possible for me to make myself rational about this if I think about it. I have no control over what someone else says or thinks about me. So if I change it to a preference, that's more consistent with reality. If you change what to a preference? The demand, the rational demand. For example, if, uh, I'm, if I have a demand that sounds something like, uh, uh, Michael must not uh, criticize me. Well, I'm sounds like I'm making myself upset. If I change that to a preference, I wish Michael wouldn't criticize me, but I certainly can't uh, make him not criticize me. Uh, then my uh, thinking is more consistent with the actual reality of the situation. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can try to influence people to change their behavior, even though, as you say, Kevin, you uh, wouldn't necessarily be successful at making them do anything. And the reason for that is we all have agency. We all have our own mind and thoughts, uh, which is the bottom line in terms of how we act and how we feel. Um, you had mentioned that it's possible for us to know what's objective. And I, the way I view it is humans are very subjective and it's very difficult uh, rather, it's impossible to know what's objective because we all look at reality through our subjective glasses and, uh, and normally from our own point of view. So what's objective in one person's mind often is very different in another person's mind. Uh, in terms of rational and irrational, I think overall... Uh, humans are act rationally. I won't say they are rational. I don't want to define them as rational, indicating that they're totally rational. That's their essence. Their essence, as you're saying, Kevin, is to act rationally and to act irrationally. That's human nature. But overall, I don't think the human race would have survived if 
uh, people haven't acted rationally in their own interest, which normally is to survive and survive, be healthful, healthy, and other things that aid in human survival. So, um, so if your life is basically irrational in terms of you act poorly in terms of achieving your goals, you probably won't survive or won't survive very well. Agreed. I would say, would you tell me a little bit more about what you mean there by it's not possible for us to know reality? I mean, certainly we can, like I said, we can, I, I believe we can get pretty close to it, especially with uh, scientific thinking. We've certainly come a long way in, uh, in determining what's real as far as what causes disease and the best, way, best ways to uh, fight against it. Uh, I think we can get awfully close and thinking, going back to our, the demands that uh, we make, uh, a demand, if I make a, a clearly irrational demand, like everybody else on the freeway must drive the way I think they drive, that's clearly irrational. Uh, the reality of the situation is that I have no control over uh, how they drive. Uh, to me, that just strikes me as objectively uh, real. Okay, you came up with a, a good question. Why do I say we can't know reality? Uh, and the reason, there's two reasons. One is our brains are imperfect. So uh, we have an imperfect understanding of reality and what's objective for that reason. And also, we are subjective. We look at things from our own point of view. So it's going to be colored. Whatever we think about reality is going to be colored by our own point of view. For uh, just as an example, in an unrelated field, I subscribe to a uh, semi-monthly periodical called Science News. So you would think this is objective, science news, science is science, but there's a political tinge to the articles and also to what they decide to put in their newsletter. So just in terms of choosing what to put in their newsletter, it, it uh, automatically becomes subjective, initially becomes subjective because they rule out some scientific advances, for example, and, and rule in other scientific advances, and that's a subjective judgment. So even science among scientists isn't 100% objective because of our own interests, our own biases, and our own imperfections. Does that make sense, Kevin? Yeah, it, it does. And uh, I, I hear what you're saying there. We can't, uh, this is one thing uh, psychology has shown over the years is that we as human beings, try as we might, cannot escape our biases. Right. And uh, even, even when uh, you and I, we may think we're not biased in any uh, direction, but we more than likely are. <laughs> yeah, and aware. I don't think I'm not biased because I know I'm biased. I know right. I'm imperfect. Mm -hmm. I know everything right. I interpret in the, in the world, mm -hmm. I do so subjectively. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I know that. And uh, that's been brought home to me in some various 
ways that I found surprising. One is in eating in a restaurant with a friend, uh, saying, this is a really spicy dish, and my friend doesn't think it's a spicy dish, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So um, so we all have our own interpretations mm -hmm. of the reality, or this tastes good, or this doesn't taste good, is another pretty uh, obvious, clear example of human bias about supposedly objective reality. You think how something tastes uh, is objective, but it's not. It tastes different foods, same foods taste differently to different people. Now it's clear what's uh, subjective is whether you like the taste or not, but it's even subjective how it tastes, whether it's spicy or not, those kinds of things. Everybody gives uh, different ratings. Uh, I guess uh, one thing I'm emphasizing when we do talk about uh, reality, I'm thinking about things like the earth is round. Or the Earth is a uh, the Earth is a sphere. Uh, that's to me. That's not something, and I don't think it is to you either. Subject to uh, to debate uh, whether pre whether uh, demands that we make on things we can't control are rational or not. I don't see that as uh, I don't see that as open to debate. Though other people would disagree with me. So, yeah, I will. I disagree with you. I about what you say is not open to debate, that the earth is round. I don't mm -hmm. think the earth is round. The earth has a, uh, a shape that uh, is described not as round. I don't remember the word for it, but it has a, a doesn't have a round shape. So, so even that is open to interpretation. I think that's a, a good example, a good illustration of how people can think they have an objective a review of reality, but they could very well be wrong. Well, the, aren't we getting into splitting hairs here, though? The Earth is a sphere. I mean, you agree with me there, right? Uh, I don't really know. I don't, it would mean looking up the definition of sphere. If sphere means round, then I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't agree. But if sphere means not rectangular doesn't have sharp edges and I would agree mm. but even if I do agree with you that doesn't mean because we have, we have a majority of two mm -hmm. here right, that right. Mean we are right with a capital R mm -hmm. got it so it sounds like I'm more of a subjectivist than you are yeah, yeah. I think so yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. um, maybe we could agree that your name is Kevin and my name is Michael Right, we can we can certainly agree on this, and this is the important thing because, uh, and you and I have talked about this in the past briefly, Michael. We have different opinions on different things, and that doesn't mean uh, uh, one of us is the devil and the other one of us is uh, is uh, uh, Christ or something like that. We're we're all perfectly capable of having different opinions on different things, and. Uh, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean one of us is wrong, one of us is right. Opinion, that's what I see as being subjective. Yeah, opinion. But I think the thing we disagree on is that I think that any statement I make really is my opinion. If I say uh, the ball, this ball I'm holding is round, that's my opinion. And someone else could say, well, it's a little uh, pushed out at one end, and it's, I wouldn't mm -hmm. call it round. Oh, an ellipsis. That's the word you're, you're yeah. Mm -hmm. 
ellipsis is that an, an, an ellipsis i think that's maybe some of our uh, viewers could uh uh, could enlighten us a little bit. I think that's the term. And yeah, I agree. The, oh, uh, the earth is an ellipsis. An ellipsis, a, not yes. A mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And we may yet discover that there's something else different about its shape. But, yeah. uh, but here we're getting into the nitty gritty and that's kind of the beauty of science is we're continually changing things are, as we get more information, changing our opinions. Yeah, I think that's an excellent... Yeah, that's an excellent point. And that's another reason why I wouldn't assume anything I say or any observation I make is objective, because even if 99 out of 100 people agree with what I say, as a result of the advance of science and thinking and those kinds of things, that could change. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that really is my last word on uh, are people rational, irrational? Did you have a last word, Kevin? No, I'm good to go. I, I see them as being uh, both, uh, like, like I said. Okay, great. So uh, this is Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist, and Kevin Benbow, psychologist, both REBT, rationally motive behavior therapy um, therapists. And if you'd like to learn more, you can read one of the many books by Albert Ellis, the founder of this school. And uh, if you go to Amazon and put in his name, you'll see many of his books. You could read my books. I don't have as many as Albert Ellis, <laughs> not nearly, but um, I have a book called Three Minute Therapy, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, which is a presentation of rational emotive behavior therapy. I have another book called Rational Drinking, How to Live Happily with or Without Alcohol. And I have a book on stage fright and a book called Therapy Breakthrough, which is largely a history of the psychotherapy movement. I also have a, a um, Psychology Today blog called The Three Minute Therapist. And uh, continue to watch this podcast. We do one practically every week. And we call it the Three Minute Therapy Podcast. And um, we will be back again. If you'd like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, please uh, comment below. Or you could email us. My email is uh, found on my website, 3minutetherapy.com. Three is spelled out. Kevin, do you have a website or where people can reach you? Yes, I sure do. And let me say, I'm not a psychologist. I'm an LPC. That's, that's an important little distinction for me. But my website is www.cogyuma.com. I'm also on Facebook with, uh, if you go to Facebook and look up uh, Cognitive Therapy of Yuma, that's where you'll find my, uh, my Facebook location. Okay, very good. Very good. And again, thank you to Chris Rossini in the uh, wings, making this all work with his technical expertise. See you next week.